0: Blog Talk Radio. Chill, smell that fresh cut grass. I'm back in my helmet cleats and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. van's fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Uh, We're glad to be back on here tonight. We had some technical difficulties last week and uh, couldn't do the show, but uh, we've got everything straightened out, I think, and and ready to roll this week. Um, We're really excited about uh, women's football. About to kick off the, the 2018 season. A lot of people are in um, full swing of scrimmages and joint practices and things like that. And that's actually the topic um, tonight is the importance of scrimmages and joint practices. So um, I know a lot of people don't do them. A lot of people uh, won't play other teams for whatever reason. But, um, I mean, I'm, I myself, I, I'm personally 100% for them. Um, if, you, if you've if got control of your players and um, you can get a rep or get somebody to, you know, help rep this sort of control the situation, uh, it's a great, great workout. So um, we're going to be talking about that tonight and uh, hopefully answering a lot of your questions and stuff about it. But uh, next week I think we're going to have uh, some players and a coach from the Dallas to lead on uh, to talk for a while. So, uh, be an interesting conversation. Talk about how they do things at the the biggest level of football and uh, winning, and at that level, and um, you know, just get a different perspective um, for how how they do things. You know, I know when I played when I played football, we were in a. Uh, one of the toughest divisions in the state of Tennessee. And uh, there was a lot of big teams that we played. And we necessarily didn't have too many players, but our enrollment kept us in the in the tough leagues. And it was every week we were seeing teams bring 60 or 70. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's tough. I mean, I'll just tell you, when you're a small team, it's tough so um, you know, people don't realize you know, a lot of teams get poked fun at because, oh, you well you don't play in the highest level, well, you know what? Neither do high schools, neither do colleges. Matter of fact, you look at all the different divisions they have in college. They have those for a reason, people. And a lot of people just don't understand that, you know. And you know, this famous saying is, Well, you can only put eleven out there at a time, well You're right, but when you keep trotting out there against their different 11 ever so often, it makes a big difference. So I hate that statement. I hear it a lot, but I I hate. Um, But, you know, just because you are small division teams don't mean you don't have a good team. Uh, Don't mean you don't have good organizations. You know, you just have to to be competitive Is is play teams within your – Your division with the same amount of numbers or close to them than you. So uh, I'm, you know, I'm glad they're going to be on here next week. Take the ring a little bit. How they do things. How they grow their team. Um, Just things like that. And uh, you know, congratulate them on winning the championship, Division One championship in the WFA last year. And we all know um, that's the toughest league in. Women's football, that Division One. There's a lot of a lot of good teams there in that division. So uh, to pull off the win and go undefeated, and arguably they've had the best team the last two years in a row up there. So out there, but should say from here. Um, so uh, we'll be glad to have them on. Um, we'll try to um, start having. Uh, maybe the week after that, have a uh, couple of the owners, coaches or whatever from the um, USWFL that I haven't had on uh, that's going to be playing in the uh, kickoff classic we're having on March 31st here in uh, the Tri-Cities area, and I uh, uh, have talked to a couple of the uh, owners already this past week. and. Man, they're, they're as excited as I am, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited and tickled to death to uh, get this season started. So, you know, it seems like it's been forever, and and then the next thing, uh, man, it seems like it, it uh, hasn't been. So, you know, it, it's tough to... During the off-season, I know uh, back here, it's been a pretty brutal winter for us. The practices have been more limited than they've ever been. The uh, weather's been really, really cold. We don't have no indoor facilities to work on. Um, I know a couple weeks ago, two weeks in a row, we practiced, and it had rained so much here that you literally make a footprint; it fills up water right there on the spot. Um, but we kept trekking through it, so um, you got to do what you got to do. And that's why, you know, I thought about this topic for tonight was you—you you really do just have to do what you need to 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 get your team ready. And you know, I was talking to somebody just before I got on here, and they said, "Well, they used to have a." Uh, black and white game between them, but they didn't have any scrimmages, and you know the a, a team thing, black and white, and that and that's fine, and that's all fine and good. But like when I played high school ball, we did that about every day, you know. So that is is great for work to work against, see live action. Uh, you can always move the defense around or another defense will be, and that kind of thing, and that that's great. Don't get me wrong. I wish we had enough players to do it. Uh, but to me, when I can go have a scrimmage, well, basically what we call it, or I call a scrimmage, is, is what we like to do is take give the other team the ball 10 times, we, or 10 plays, and then we take it 10 plays. If if you score on every play, you still bring it back at your ball for 10 plays to the 20-yard line. If we get a turnover unless we score, you get the ball back to your 20-yard line. You get 20 plays to run however you see fit, or 10 plays, I'm sorry, at a time. And then we take over 10 plays, and we do the same thing. I like to do that three or four times. Um, that gets you 40 offensive plays, 40 defensive plays. <clears throat> also... Every time we set up, and we also uh, try to get a get the teams to do ten in the red zone, offense and defense, but everybody seems to want to quit before we ever get to that. Um, it's just it's just work. I mean, you know, the greatest thing for for me and and my teams or my team is that you get to work against other opponents that are trying to stop you versus. In practice, your your players already know all the plays. No matter, I know they may not hear them call, but they know all the plays. As soon as you got a couple plays, people go in motion. They see all that stuff. It's hard. It's hard to to not uh, jump the route or jump the play or whatever when you know it. So when you're working against other teams, they're running their defense. You don't know what they do. Um, you just you try to run your offense, and, you know, you actually get good work. Everybody's a full tackle. Um, so, you know, we we try to have a couple guys to ref or, or maybe a couple reps depending on who's coming. You know, it might be out of hand. Um, but I like to, you know, have control of my players. I know I really speak to them. Uh, before we ever start, hey, here's here's the way it is. We're not tolerating this. We're not tolerating that. We're going to use this as a tool. It's it's just as important as as any other tool you have at your dispense. And uh, I think so many teams, uh, you know, they're scared scared to play this team or scared to play that team. Um, I'm not a huge fan of scrimmaging teams that I'm gonna play during the year, but you know, there's there's all kinds of teams around me that uh, they're not in my league and, and they won't scrimmage at all for whatever reason. So, I'm you know I don't know what you're thinking can happen in a in a joint practice or scrimmage or you know uh, I don't get it, but it's it's to benefit your players. You know, it's nothing personal. I don't know, uh, and I think a lot of teams think that. I remember. Um, the year Jennifer played Tennessee training, they didn't have a scrimmage. Uh, they didn't they didn't even try to get any. I I just you know, me, me being an old high school football guy, we had, you know, tier three and it was it was great. You know, you get to slow it down. You you wanna work on something, you stop and work on. Um, like I say, as in practice, most of the teams that um that I know of, they don't even have enough to run offense and defense. So, how do you how do you ever know what your team is going to do in game situations? You know, uh, the first scrimmage that we had this year, we actually went on the road. I, that's one thing I like to do is, is have a couple of scrimmages and play one on the road, one at home. And, uh, you know, I like to go on the road to give these girls the traveling atmosphere Get away from all the uh, BS sometimes and get down there when they're, you know, really nervous. I know it's not like a real game, but it's it's more geared up than an actual practice. And uh, these girls still get nervous And we go on the road. I like to go down there where um, we did go and uh, scrimmage and, and let the kids fall where they may and work on stuff. And, hey, you get, you know, we film it and try to watch and learn from there and I like to have one at home. You know, um, the first one that we did go to, you know, we had it set up to to go uh, four sets of 10 on offense, four sets of 10 on defense, and then each team take the ball at the 20 uh, for 10 plays to work on red all But They they wanted to quit before we ever got to that, so um, you know, that sort of um, I hated that force. I say that, and so this last scrimmage we had, we sort of had the same thing going, and then uh, we did three sets of ten, and then uh, he decided they wanted to scrimmage, I think, for ten or twelve minutes. And good, um, that was fine. You know, with on the, we was on the field for the first thirty plays, you know, helping and working and then uh, we actually I had one of the guys that was helping us ref, and uh, they was actually keeping the clock and doing it like it was a regular game. We did it he uh, had to get ten yards and four downs and uh that kind of stuff. So it it was good for us. I mean there's there to me there's just there's just no substitute for it. Um now, I mean I, I if you can't find anybody to scrimmage, I, I get you just uh you see know what you can do. You can't you just can't make anybody and you know, it's one of them deals you can't travel a thousand miles for a scrimmage game. Um, we actually traveled about well, a little over three hundred to play uh, to scrimmage the first team and then the other team came to us with a little over two hundred. So, um and like I say they both weren't in our league and um that was <laughs> excuse me, that was a good thing. And <clears throat> um I like I like it that way. Um, I don't you know I don't I don't see how you can get better if if you never put your players to test, because I promise you this, no matter what in practice, they're not going to go at it like they are in the games. Uh, Somebody's going to blow the whistle early. Um, Certain things happen, and you wind up more players mad at other players. Maybe this one's uh, doing this, and this one's doing that, and it causes hard feelings there. Um, that's why I like to have the sandwiches joint practices. Uh, the best, the best football atmosphere I've ever been to in my life was this past year when uh, me and Jennifer went to West Virginia to watch the Houston Texans and the New England Patriots in a joint scrimmage. and that was the absolutely the best uh atmosphere, um, any kind of thing I ever been to. I've been to a lot of games, played in a lot of games, coached several games. That I learned more right there. I liked the way they did that. Um, seeing the things, and I grant you, they got way more players than what most of us women teams do, but. It was great, the way they worked on things. They did have refs there, and the coaches was there, and everything was controlled. They didn't let it get out of hand, and that's what that's what you need to do. It was great. They worked their first-team quarterback and receivers and their second quarterback with their first-team receivers and so on. They did that both sides, worked on the kicking game, worked on uh, – hurry up the offense. They worked on all kinds of stuff. And against other teams. It's great. I mean that's why they can call it a constru- a controlled, you know, a scrimmage or joint practice or whatever. And I think a lot of these teams and I I mean I'm sort of in the I guess in the same boat is everything costs so much and you know, you don't have much uh funds to operate with through the year that, you know, these refs, well these refs cost me a hundred dollars piece, and that time I get a tough well, that's you know, rent a field, shoot I'm into it for six or seven hundred already and it's just screaming. But the thing is if if you don't have it it's gonna hurt you throughout the year, but if if you can control your uh players, you know, you get by for just a ref or two. And uh you know that that's the best thing I think a lot of people don't get don't get the uh, refs or people there to control the situation then it gets out of hand and it becomes personal and first thing another and I think that's what puts a lot of um bad taste in people's mouths about you know wanting to scrimmage. so um i'm 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 a big fan of it love it um Now I'm I'm a firm believer that you don't you don't you got to practice before you have those scrimmages. You put that most, and then you go back and work on them. Practice a lot more, and then you have another, and then you go back and work on that. I'm not just for playing scrimmages all the time and never practicing. I'd say players probably are, but I'm not. Um, We need you need to learn a lot in between the time that you have those scrimmage games. There's no substitute for practice. Um, I can say that. And if you're scrimmaging all the time, well, I don't think that's such a good thing. But you have a couple throughout the year uh, leading up from first of the year. Well, I guess first year we start practicing to the first game is going to be three full months. And that's not a lot of time, you know and throw a couple of scrimmages in there. Uh, we get, like, the first one. Um, we went down there, and we rolled, after every five plays, we just about changed our whole personnel uh, on offense and defense. And then uh, we did that for about the first, probably first 20 plays. And then after that, we started just, instead of rolling a whole new set, we started uh, mixing them in with the others and, um first one day another just see see what scenarios work with who who plays good here and there. And that and that's another thing. That's that's another one of the things I like about a, a scrimmage and joint practice versus doing it in your own practice. You know, you you can mix and match and see who plays here better. Some players just play better together. That's all there is to it. Some, if you put them on different side, they're more affected. Uh, if you put them on the same side, they're more affected. Um, so there's, there's really just all kinds of scenarios that uh, we can talk about that um, really makes the topic tonight important for, for at least me. Um, I, I'm, I don't know. If there's any other coaches out there listening that wants to call and. Uh, put in their two cents worth you sure can the number 657 383 or if anybody got any questions you can send them at com. i would love to hear your comments or suggestions but um uh, about this because i know getting a lot of teams to play is like pulling teeth for for whatever reason and um uh, I don't I don't understand it. So I think it's a a great tool, and all the coaches that uh, I've talked to, they think so too. Now I'm I'm a I'm one of them people that you hear everybody make a statement uh, like, "Well, you can't get better unless you play people better than you." I, I firmly disagree with that. Because I believe you get better by practicing with people better or against people better. Because in practice, we can stop and work on all this stuff that you're getting beat at or you need help with. And in the games, it just keeps getting worse and worse and you get frustrated. You don't have enough time to straighten it out. Uh, You get beat down. You... uh, you know, you just you lose a lot of heart over it. it and just everything about it is playing people way better than you is is not how you clearly get better. Now playing somebody that is not just um, way better than you, yeah, that that's a different story. You can't always playing people that you're better than or beating up on is, is not a good thing. I firmly believe that. You get in games and you get challenged and you get in these what I call dog fights that go down to the wire and uh, wind up in overtime, or you get meet in close games, or you win. Close, that's what makes you better. That's where you, you get tough. That's when you find out what you're made of, uh, what your team's made of. Um, not just the team, the coaches, everybody. I mean, that's when you dig deep and you see really what you got. But when you line up against teams that are just clearly going to run over you, you you don't learn a thing from that. I'm I'm here to teach. So, um that's why that you know, like the uh, I think the uh, one of the teams in our league this is coming up weekend going to to scrimmage a big team and uh, You know, I I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't have no clue at all. But I'd much rather see them do it in a scrimmage than in a regular season game. Uh, Because it's going to be late, probably late in the um, third or fourth, third quarter at least, if some of these big teams get a lead on you uh, long before they ever decide to start calling off the dogs. Everybody wants to uh, run up the score, I guess, to get – style points as they call us whatever, but uh, you know, there's to me there's just there's no uh, substitute for practice and these scrimmages and, and things of that nature. So um I'm I've been on receiving the end of the player as coaches and the coach and all that. I'm getting killed playing against people you had no business ever playing against and nothing Good ever become of it. Now, uh, when I when I was in school, most of the scrimmages we had, one would always be, um, uh, a, we usually had three, and one would always be a team way better than us. One would always be um, about medium, or about the same as us. It could go either way. And then one was usually a team that we were better than. And... Um, we we started with that team first. And we we'd have that scrimmage and then we had the then we had the team after we'd played a team that we were better than and then we had the team that come in that was way better than us. And it sorta of stitch you uh, back down the ground level and then we would scrimmage the a team that was equal to us and then you can sort of, you know, really tell where you are. Um, but you know, I I guess we're lucky to had two scrimmages this year, so um having three which would, would be tough to do, but that's that's the way <laughs> when I was in school we did, I'm sure with all the rules and regulations of high school ball now it's changed way more than that. But it was it was just great, you know, we we as as players Really enjoyed it, and I've actually got players on my team that have played for um, years that have never even been in a scrimmage till this year. Till they started playing for us, never been in a scrimmage. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, said that their coach just would never would always turn everybody down didn't want to do it. I I don't get it. I, and and these these girls that I'm talking about at have learned so much from, it. had great off-seasons and uh, looking better than ever, Um, I think this helps you get up to game speed, get ready for the actual game, um, see what you can work on rather than, you know, I look, if you don't have a scrimmage, you go into the year being a, seems like a game or two behind before you ever get settled in and on What you got, what players can uh, work well together. I mean, just because you see it in the NFL all the time. Well, I'll tell you where you see it. You see it in baseball a lot. You see different pitchers that will have their own certain catcher. And that's just chemistry. Well, it's the same same way with football. You have certain players, like Jeff Saturday, got cut from somebody years ago. He he turned out to be Peyton Manning's center for years and years and years. You know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. If you don't play and mix and match and move people around, if you don't have these scrimmages or joint practices, I don't I don't know how you ever figure that stuff out. Because come game time, you know you sort of get your heart set on a lineup, and uh, you know you say, well, I, this player's better than this player. And, uh, you know, maybe they're going to start line up for the reason and you don't want to get away from them. But if you never give the other person a chance to show you what they got, it may be the chemistry that, that you're missing. You know, some players, just because they're maybe not as good as other uh, players physically, may be a little smarter. You know, may be able to figure out the offense a little better. Uh, so, without – Without all this work, I don't know how you would figure this stuff out. So it—that's why to me it's so important. You know, um, there's there's just so much can go on. You know, I I like to uh, actually when when uh, we went to that joint practice of the Texans and the uh, Patriots, man, they worked on all the special teams, all the the punts and the kickoffs, I mean, they worked on everything. <clears throat> you know, we're just lucky here to be able to work offense and the defense, you know, in our scrimmage before, uh, you know, somebody wants to call it a day or whatever. I'd love to be able to, you know, not necessarily have to run a bunch of kickoffs, but, you know, be able to run, line up and run kickoffs and kickoff return and, Punt uh, return. I mean that's stuff you can stimulate practice, but man, it's a, it's just better when you got another team there that don't have the same uh color jersey on, not you know, they're they're wanting to do they're wanting to win. Even though the ones we had they didn't keep score, they're wanting to win. uh so you know it's it's a great, great thing, and we're we're like everybody else we need to work and and I love them. and you know those girls that had never been in that streaming they they just they were so excited it was like they were like kids in a candy factory they really were because so excited about you know getting to play when they'd never had they didn't even know how to. Eat. What do you mean? What what are we gonna do? What does it consist of? And then after they get in it, that's, man, it's 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 a great, you know, gives you a great perspective of where you're at, and what you need to work on, and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it's a um, it's a great great tool, people. Um, I wish I wish that everybody would get on board. Um, nothing nothing personal at all. You know. Um, I know people want to think it is and, and it's not. You know. We had uh, we had mm, let's see, two scrimmages last year and we went to one and it was a it was a defensive battle. Nobody even snored, dirty. Uh it was just I mean uh <laughs> There wasn't any refs there, and it sort of ended bad, like most of them do. Um, when there ain't no refs, or somebody there that will take charge or when a team won't police their – or a coach won't police their team. And, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, my girls will tell you, I'm hard on them. I see them get them out of there doing something, I get them out of there. I do enough arguing and complaining with people without them doing it. So, um, this one nobody scored. It ended up bad, like I say. Turned out they quit in the middle. they wouldn't fit, they ended up about fighting amongst themselves and you know, first one and I, I think that's what gives scrimmages and joint practices a bad name because people want spend the extra little bit of money to get some reps there to take the Control of it for them, so teams don't have to. That takes all that out of the equation. And if they, <laughs> excuse me, if they learn to do that, they would realize this is this is great um, for them. So, but you know, you can only you can only tell people, you can only talk to them about it. Um, we we used to scrimmage the. Knoxville Lightning a couple of years ago when uh, they wanted to scrimmage us or needed us to play them everything was all fine and good but uh, we want to uh, scrimmage them or whatever they don't never seem to want to do it and the reason I mention them is they're only a hundred miles away from us
1: uh, we
0: could have a couple we could have one down there and one up here and, and uh, get great work they're not in the, in the same league we're in they got about the same amount of players, maybe a few more than we do. We could all be benefit from it. And that close. Instead of us having to travel three hundred some miles and another team having to travel two hundred some miles. I mean shoot, we can get together, you know, once a month as far as that goes, but you know, they 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 won't do it for whatever reason. I guess the um, you know, afraid of, it's praying getting out of control but uh, that's why you get the rest there and anybody will tell you that that I've ever screamed or had a joint practice with that if you let me know before you're not going to have any rest or something there I probably won't come as much as I think that the scrimmages and joint practices are good for you if there's not somebody there that is not biased I'm probably not bringing my team down there If I have to come a long ways, because every single one I've ever been in ended the same way. It never fails. It ends the same way. Um, So, you know, that's... That's why we do it. That's why we get refs there. That's why we want to control. And I keep harping on that because I firmly believe that's the biggest reason that most teams won't scrimmage. Um, why else would you not want to? You, you need to work. You know, you no know, ifs ands or buts. So um, that's uh, that's my theory on it. And you know, I, I, whatever I think and. Um, that don't mean it's correct we can we all can uh vouch for that different people have uh different ideas, and I'm sure all all coaches have different ideas than I do and uh, i I say it all the time. It's like talking to my coaches and my team the other day everybody's got different ways of doing things most of the time the end result's the same, but the way somebody tells you to do it, or the, the description of it, or or maybe the name of the play, or whatever the case may be, is not the same as what everybody else would do it. But the end result's the same. The problem is that for most of the women playing, that the knowledge is not there to sift through the the rummage of of what they can figure out. It to be the same. So. You sort of got to watch. Um, you know, it's like um, I figured out some things after we had our scrimmage that uh, we changed with our team. You know, it's been out in front of me the whole time. And I just didn't see it. You know, that's why, that's another reason I like to have those scrimmages and joint tracks. It gives me something to, to film. Watch this game film. Uh, figure out things. Hey, been right in front of my eyes uh, for the last two years, and I just now realize that it's something I can do to help my team if I hadn't had that uh, if i hadn't had, had those i wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have wouldn't ever figure this out because we run we the run routes in practice and plays and practice and uh do things every time and I haven't seen it yet so um that's that's why I like to do them it gives me a a game type perspective and uh I think it would uh, everybody if they would um get in get into it versus not um, not having them so um, the biggest thing and 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 one of our questions here I'm we'll gonna start answering some questions here in a minute is a lot of teams, you know, I think worry about uh not only getting out of control but uh people getting hurt the first one thing another um, but you know what how if you go live in practice um I don't know how you would uh, how you would not take a chance on that anyway. So um uh, but that's going to lead me to my first question. I've barked about enough on that on that topic tonight. And, uh, a lot of people say I get long-winded on there and go on and on about stuff, and I do get geared up about it. But um, I'm not going to harp on it forever tonight. So, um, first question, and it goes right back to what I was just saying, from Sarah T. Do you worry about? Do you worry that in joint scrimmages with other teams that uh, there might be injuries before the season starts. And, Sarah, thank you for sending in the the question and for listening to the show. I uh, really appreciate that. Um, you know, I think it's one of them kind of them kinda deals for me that if, if I worry about getting hurt, I better not play anyway. Um, you, but the answer to your question is yes and no. I mean, you do worry about it, but the – the importance of it is more important. Just I know it's sort of is more important than worrying than worrying about somebody getting hurt because I've had players get hurt in practice. I've had we had one year there. We had three players tear their um, ACL or MCL. Two of them was in practice. One of them was in a game. So you know I've had girls break their fingers in the in the game, roll their ankles bad. Um wasn't just very long ago. Um probably the first first, first or second pull perhaps we had a girl sorta of separated her shoulder and then another one uh sprained her ankle. That's just you know what, that's just football. And and I I do worry about it because. No more than when you got a small team um, like we have, small roster. Um, every every single player is really really important. Um, you get nineteen twenty players, boy, they're all gonna play a lot, which they they like it, don't get me wrong. But they got they're gonna play a lot. Um, that means they got to work that much harder, get that much uh, better shape than they would if not. Uh, so. There's, there's a, a lot that you could worry about. But the uh, the positive side of these girls being in scrimmages and joint practices outweighs the negatives of uh, them getting hurt way more. And like I said, um, one of those girls that uh, had never been in a scrimmage until they come here to play, actually, did get herself jammed up a little bit in the second stream of the other day. Um, I'm hoping she's gonna be ready to go by game time. But um, yeah, there the injuries can't occur and they can occur in practice or, or a real game or without not even being in football, you know, so I do I do understand the concerns and the worries about your question but the, the positive side of it outweighs the negatives for me um, and that's another reason I like to have them early is I want to have like we had one at the end of January and then we had one at the end of February so we we didn't practice for three or four weeks and went to streamage and then we practiced another three or four weeks and had a streamage and now we're going to be uh, we're actually gonna be off for um, three three or four weeks without uh whatnot well off. We're practicing but uh we're not gonna have a scrimmage or nothing until the thirty first, which is their first real uh for real game. So that's that's why I like to have Marley. We get that player uh nicked up. I know she's a she keeps telling me she's gonna be ready. She's gonna be ready, and I hope she's ready. Don't get me wrong; we're, we're for sure gonna need her. But those those things can um, can occur. But like I say, the positive side of that uh, of how she's played and the experience she's got to get that uh, not that she wouldn't have if we hadn't had them. Um, she's gonna be away way better player for it this year than she's ever been. And I and I think it's a lot of it can attribute to to the scrimmages and uh, the joint practice. And basically everything that we have is is a joint practice because they are not just scrimmaging four down. Somebody that's controlling the ball the whole time. Uh, we actually in the when we did that experiment the other day, we actually didn't have the ball but two minutes out of the whole 10-minute quarter or whatever. We got an interception and scored on it. So we didn't actually get the ball back until with about two minutes to go and left out the 10-minute quarter that we played. So that's why that I like the joint uh, practice where you – you go the 10 plays, then you turn it over, uh, you go another 10. That really gives you the same amount of opportunity to work as as much as them. It gives you an opportunity to work your defense and your offense and swap players in and out. Whereas, just like in that scrimmage, our defense was on the field eight minutes out of the team. That, that's why I like to go the,
1: the –
0: The four sets of ten, and then I'd like and I would really like to go with a set of ten each in the red zone, but so far we haven't um, got to do any of that. So, um, but uh, we we like the we like them, and and Sarah, that's why to me they're uh, uh, more important to do than not. All right, let's see here Our next question is From Demila Holiday Demayla Holiday It says She's a avid listener to the show So i proud to have her On the team and, and listen And, and uh, hear her Every Tuesday night and, um, We got her up there now Working out, got her on the right track So, um Hopefully she'll be geared up, and ready, and uh, she can tell you the importance of, of scrimmages and uh, the negatives of, of filming them sometimes too. But um, her question, the first question is: Do you think the scrimmage is a key part in building your players' confidence? And that is absolutely. I think that um, you know so so many times in a real game. Um, you, you send a player in there, and and the, every single play in a real game is so important that if they make a mistake that you can't keep on leaving them in there, and then, you know, you have to get them out of there and try to talk to them, try to show them, whereas in that scrimmage, hey, if you make a mistake, you can slow it down, stop it, whatever, say, hey, look here, you know, stick in, call your timeout. Uh, during that thing, usually there's no amount of set timeouts you have to do. Um, so you can say, hey, look here. Here's how we're going to uh, approach this. Here's what you're doing wrong. Here's what you need to do uh, to help help yourself out, help your team out. You know, just like the other day, um, some some players can't. Um, I think they want to understand what you're wanting from them. But it, uh, you can get them out of there maybe, talk to them, show them, hey, look here, here's what this player is doing. Here's what I want you to do. Um, and then they realize, oh, man, it's just, just something that simple. Sure. Building that confidence is, is a huge, huge factor. And if you don't have these uh, scrimmages or joint practices, then you don't get that. I mean, it's game time, and and like I say, every play is important, and you can't just step out there and stop the scrimmage for five minutes and, and go to coaching and talking and and all that. It, you know, it, it just don't it don't work like it as much as you know. That's why I like them, and that's it does give those players so much. Um, Confidence, I think. Um, You know, and and a lot of players really need that kind of confidence, you know, where in practice, you know, you don't get the. I mean, like, uh, if you got a small team, like uh, if you got 19 players, you can't even run a full 11 on that. So the player might be not even playing in their actual position to to shine. You know, and they go into a real game, you know, a little hesitant, a little worried. I ain't got to play here. I hope I can do it and that's something other. Well, guess what? We had a couple scrimmages and, and we got to see what they can do. Build some confidence, watch some film, change a few things before you know it. Hey, they're, they're on cloud nine. Everything's good to go. Feel a lot better. <clears throat> Come game time, you're way ahead. i I." can't uh, stress enough how how important that is not just to your team but to your coaching to your individual play um all that stuff it's just it's just like a big tool and uh, you know people people don't understand that um so Use it to your advantage. That's what I always tell them. Hey, we're going, we're going to use this scrimmage just exactly what it is, and that is a big tool. We're going to take every possible advantage of it that we can. Um, so, yes, the answer to your question is yes. It is a uh, uh, great Confidence builder. Um, so, let's see here. We got another another one here. This is also by Mrs. Holiday. It says, "Let's see if I get pulled up here." How important is it to make sure your team understands football terminology? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I took a uh, as you as you well know that if you play play for me, um we you know, it's, it's hard to explain, but if you played a lot of football and i hey, there's probably some of these women out here played longer football women than I ever played in men's. But uh from the time I was at a young age, I learned about the game. I had a five year brother's five years older than me turned out to be a coach, and it seemed like he was always coaching me and I was always learning from him. So I learned all the terminologies, all the ins and outs, every single thing I feel like about football when I was young. And all that stuff I take for granted that, you know, women, not just women, a lot of young young male athlete football players, same way. But I take for granted that all these girls and women on my team have as much knowledge about it sometimes as I do. Maybe not necessarily just certain things you take for granted. Um, so, you know, another thing is, after the scrimmage, I see us making a lot of mistakes. A lot, of, a lot of good things, a lot of bad things. You know, I talk to the players. Hey, well, you know, guess what? Some of them are confused. Some of them don't quite understand. Here we are. Um, maybe put the cart before the horse a little bit. And that's my fault for jumping ahead when I should understand more what I'm dealing with. So, you know what, we went back to school this week. And I think it was one of the better um, practices we've had in a long time just because we're making sure that we're all on the same page every single play, every single player, every single time so we can all succeed and get better. And it don't matter how big – the play, how little to play, who you are, who you ain't, it don't matter. We're, we slowed it down. It was a longer practice for us <laughs> because we we really went back to the drawing board. Uh, we went, you know, had some football 101 um, this past week, and we I didn't realize how much we desperately needed it. It's just one of those things, you know, I take for granted that, um that I know and I think that, well, I've spread it along to them and, you know, in a little bit they can just pick it up when they clearly can't. And, you know, just glad that we realized that now. And uh, I think we're um, headed on the right track, but at, least, at least the ones that show up for practice on a regular basis. Uh, they know what's going on. The lollygaggers. Um, they're going to probably be on the outside looking in wondering, hey, well, why is this one playing more than me? Well, they know the plays, you know. You know, that's why knowing this terminology and all this stuff is really important to to your team. So, you know, it's to help. It's to help your team, you know. So, and I think – that a lot of these girls are, are uh, embarrassed and don't want to ask because they're embarrassed of, of what other players might think or what the coaches might think. But I'm gonna tell you, if you're if you're on my team, there is no dumb question in football. I I want to hear it uh, because I want to uh, I want you to fully understand everything about it. Um, you know, I mean, I a lot of a lot of this stuff. You know, I even learned last year as we were going, I thought I uh, knew a lot about football. And here I even the refs and, uh, uh, taught me a thing here too. So it, it's everybody, you know, you, you, but if you don't ask questions, you don't know. And, and, you know, like I said, we hadn't had the scrimmages where I watched the film, seen the mistakes, go to the players and, uh, ask them, hey, what are you seeing here? What are you thinking and sometimes we look like we're really great, sometimes we look like we're really bad. And the difference is is they didn't understand what we were doing. Which, you know, it sort of saddens me that we we wait till we get into a scrimmage or a second scrimmage before I realized it, but hey, I'm glad we realized. I'm glad we're working towards straightening it out. Um, but the terminology the everything that you you want to do and the direction you want the team to go in is really important um another thing for me is i'm I understand fully that every player on every team does does not necessarily like each other or want to hang out or whatever that. That may be, but when you step on that field, we have to be one. We have to be one un- united team. And that's, that's what brings, brings great teams together. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's no different than any pro team out there. you got certain players that uh, hang out with other players, some that don't so but when they step on that field they all look like they uh get along. And that's that's what my goal is is for our team is uh you know, when we're out there playing, you would never know who's who's buddies with who because we're all one and we're all learning uh together. You know, we all get the same same uh vibe So if this one don't love the place, we're not throwing her under the bus. We're helping her out. You know, we don't want to. We don't. I don't want to be. I I don't want to see girls. Looking uh, like it's a negative thing when, or positive thing when uh, girls are doing something that they don't understand, and they're sitting there. Oh well, I knew what to do. He didn't call on me. Hey, that don't teach you nothing because we're all in it together, and we all got to be on the same page. So you know, you want to, you want to stay on my good side. You better be helping her out as much as you want to help yourself out. So, that's – when you ain't got but 19 or 20, everybody, I'm telling you, is going to get plenty of playing time. And a lot of times people think, well, I, I know more than this than I can show her up, and he's going to let me play more than her. Well, I'm telling you, every game that we've ever played with 16, 17, 18, at the end of the game, all up in stones have been hanging out where uh, – they ran so much. So, um, help, help your team. You know, and that's another thing of understanding uh, about the question is is the terminology. It's not just the terminology of, of football, but the whole concept of the team and understanding that terminology of exactly what that means. You know, to like I said, unite as one um, and, and do what's best. At, and I'll tell you, my girls just tell you I told them Sunday in practice. I care less who scores. I care less who makes the tackles. Don't make one bit of difference to me. Just as long as somebody does it, I'm gonna be tickled to death. If you're the if you can do it all, if you can do every single one of them. More power to you. But hey, I, it don't matter to me. As long as we do it, I, I care less. And that that's the main thing. And every one of you players. Should be looking at that the same way because the better the other person is, makes me that much better. When you got a, when you got one player that's better than everybody else, it's tough for a team to win because if that other team can figure out that they take her out of the game, then it leaves you to step up. And when you haven't stepped up all year, then then what's gonna happen? So the better you are, the harder you work, the more you understand the terminology of the team, of the game, of the plays. Look here, that makes me better. Then it makes the next person better. And before you know it, then we've got 11 really good players on the team. So we picked your poison, who you going to pick on now. That's, that's what Unite As One is. Um it ain't being less mud uh to this one or that one. I think so much, you know, in sports that it gets turned around that way because you gotta like this one or you can't do that. That that's nonsense. When you put on that same jersey and you step out of uh, everybody standing over there on the bleachers talking and for us it comes one thirty. You all just become one. If you're wearing those Thunder jerseys, you're one. That's it. And that's what you got to understand. That's part of understanding the game, part of understanding who you are, who your teammates are, the terminology of all of what that means. And we learn all this through hard work, practice, Scrammages, joint practices, games, wins, losses, good times, hard times. That's how you learn this stuff. It's hands-on. Like I said, I felt like all over through the years, I was always learning something from my brother, uh, playing ball every day, backyard football every single day almost in my life that I wasn't playing football or basketball for the school. Um, we was playing backyard football all the time. I don't know how long it's been since I've seen any kids or anybody out playing a game of backyard football. Shoot, I never played quarterback a day in my life in a real game. I played quarterback all the time in backyard football. Um, I know how to play it. know how the things you're supposed to do. But to say I ever really played it, I didn't. But I played a bunch of games in the backyard, so um you know that's a, uh, uh that's the importance of the terminology that's the importance of understanding every single thing um you do about uh, about your team uh getting better you know. All that. It, it, it is, like I say, it's all just one big chain of practice, scrimmages, the, the teams, all that terminology. You figure all that out, then you're going to be heading in the right direction. Um, let's see here. i a couple more questions. Let's see. This one is from Jessica Malajos. Glad you're listening I've been listening. Glad to have you. Let's see. says, how do you feel about coaching a player that comes from another team that has been playing for years? What is key to teaching and coaching? Okay, two questions. Okay. First one is, how do you feel about coaching a player that comes from another team playing for years? Well, you know, the, uh, First thing I've realized is every every player I've got from another team, um, even though they've played for years, it just seems to be I I don't know what those coaches did for those years that you were on that team. Um, I don't know um they expected you to you know, maybe they were like me take it for granted that they tell you something one time and and you should know it, not that I just tell them something one time, but maybe they took it for granted. But the players I get from other teams, that seem to not have near as much knowledge to play as many years as as what I think they should. Um, so, I, I, you know, when I, when I hear, hey, we we're going we're getting a player to. So I've got three years of experience, and I'm thinking, wow, man, that's good because, shoot, I've only got three players that have been on the team we originally started. So the rest of my girls, they have either come from another team or they've got two or three years experience. Some of them are just now getting their second year of experience. So when I hear I'm getting a player with three years of experience, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, man, we're, we're, hey, that, every little bit helps. And then they show up, and I'm like, you've been playing three years? Where at? What would they teach you? Well, they just say, hey, you go over here, you do this or you do that. And I'm like, really? You know, what, what in the world? So um, it's, it can be just like starting all over. Now, they will have a little bit of, of knowledge over a uh, brand-new player a lot of people want to Blame it on, as I a, hate to say, a rookie, but um, they'll have, you know, just some game terminology, stuff they'll understand more than a brand new player. But other than that, it, it's back to the basics, you know. It's back to, uh, uh, to the beginning, starting all over. And, you know, sometimes maybe that's the best thing to do no matter what. Uh, maybe we, you know, I think we're guilty. Or I'm guilty. I'm not going to say we. Everybody else, I'm going to take all the blame. For my team, is you don't get to see these girls enough or on a regular basis. That you try to cram so much in so fast to get everybody up to to speed where you think you need to be at a certain times of the of the year before you go to play. And I think you, you know, you leave some out. And, uh hey, that's all on me. I'm going to take full responsibility. Um But, you know, at some point, as, as players, you know, I, it's like me. I challenge my players. Not only did I take responsibility for them uh, not knowing as much, but I wanted them to take some responsibility. Hey, I want you to go home. And study this. I want you to know it. I want you not, not to take it for granted. That you're going to learn it every day at practice, too. But know it. When you step on that practice field and you step in that huddle, quarterback calls the play, you can go and be ready to go rather than stand there saying, what I do? What I do? You know, we had players that weren't there this Sunday, and that's going to be what they say. Uh, when they show up for the next team press, well, uh, what I do? Well, you know what? should have been there Sunday. you know. Now they're that much farther behind. Um, so it, it, it's tough. And, and I understand uh, a lot of these teams, they try to coach all the players themselves. And that is really, really tough. Um, I've been fortunate to have some help this year, and I'm grateful for it. Um, you know, sometimes everybody, um, you know, gets to everybody, and the magazine is always as great as they seem, but in the end, they're, you know, the best. They got the best interest of these girls and, at heart, and uh, want to help teach them and learn them the game, and, and that's what it's about. And they under they're starting to understand more. And that's the toughest thing for get coaches to help is understanding women don't have the knowledge. And this is a good question because you you get players that's been playing for years that still don't have the knowledge. So I'm just like, well. You know, where, where do we start? So you just start at the basics. So I just sort of learned that, you know, not to get too excited. I'm finding out about getting players that have a lot of experience until they get there. Or in some cases, I knew what we were um, getting this year. I knew where we was really going to have to work and uh, uh, challenge some of these girls at different Aspect and they've been challenged before, you know, if they want to get better, hey, I know what you can do. Here's what you need to do. If you want to be the best, if you want to get to that next level, be the best player in the league, here's what you need to do. That's, you know, some of those players coming, you, you've seen a lot of games them on, you've played a lot against, um, you know what they are, you know what they're capable of you can just say, hey, here, when we got it, here's what you need to do. Um, you know, then you just get them uh, into your game plan. And like I say, those strangers, see where they fit in the best, see where they um, play, look the best, get along the best. That, that's why that's important. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I take the challenge of uh, coaching any player that, coming from another team uh, to play for us. I know it's, you know, a lot, of, a lot of players say, man, I didn't realize how hard it was to come here and play. We didn't work near this hard. We didn't do near this much. And then I realized, well, that's probably why you don't have as much knowledge as, as what I think you should have coming from a team that you've played that many times, and played for that many years. So. Here. Um, we're not we're not out there just to say we play women's football. We want, we want to win football games and I firmly believe you do that by showing up and working hard. And um I'll I'll take all the players that wanna come here, um and uh I'll take the challenge any day. All right, her next question is, What is key to teaching and coaching these new players? identifying what they do or don't know. Um and you're gonna be real surprised and then and then you take and say, Okay, where you know, where am I going to play this player? What position best fits her? That's to me and that's another thing that those scrimmages really tell me, maybe I got a girl playing guard that needs to be tackled or tackle that needs to be guard or hey my uh center can be a better guard and my guard can be a better center. All that stuff is what you learn and having these scrimmages stuff as well. But first thing you need to do is try to identify what position that fits this new player the best. And then you go to working on hey, scenarios. Hey you're gonna play right guard, okay? Uh, we we need you to learn the plays first and foremost. We got to learn the plays, and we got to understand when the defense lines up, where the plays going, how I'm going to block it. Um, every every player is not the same. Every single player, you do not coach every single player the same. You can't. I'm telling you, it's all they're all the same. I, I'm here to tell you they're not. Every player is different. I, of all the years that I've been a part of women's football, I've never had two players alike. Now, I've had a lot of them that the end result is the same, but the players are not alike. Some of them you can can get on, some of them you can't get on. Some of them you just have to look at. And they know some of them are so hard on themselves, you just have to pat them on the back no matter what because they're already beating themselves up. You know, some of them you got to hound on religiously just to get them to practice. Um, so every player is not the same. So that's the first thing. You identify what kind of player they are, what kind of knowledge they've got, what position you think is going to fit them, and then you go to work with that. And – You try to get them ready to play 100% in that one position. Once they fully understand it and without a shadow of a doubt, then maybe you learn something else. But until then, it does not do any good to learn them another, try to learn them another position when they don't even know the one they're going to play now. And, and that happens it happens a lot in small teams and I know we're guilty of we move a lot of linemen around because that's where um, we have the least amount to show up all the time in the linemen, we got one player that's, that's played every position from tight end tackle to guard to center to guard to tackle to tight end uh, might even play a little bit of quarterback every now and again when we have to and Honestly, that that's the truth, and that's tough to do. I mean, that is tough, tough to do. Know all those positions and know what you're supposed to do every single time, um, and it it is um, it's so tough. So the answer to this question is is the teaching and coaching those new players is identify what they know, who they are, where you're going to play them, how you can approach coaching them. Some players are hard-headed. I mean, you know, you can get in that ear and chew and chew and chew, and some of them you can't say a word to they'll cry. So they're all different. All that you've got to identify and know. And to me, that's the part of being a great coach is being able to do that, being able to handle all of them not just one, being able to handle all 19 or 20, whatever we got, 17, I don't even know what we got right now, but being able to handle them all, um, being able to get them all ready, you know, they, they all, you got 17 different personalities, or however we got, and very few of them rock the same thing, so you got to get them all ready, Um so that, that to me, is is the biggest thing and one of the best things about being a coach is knowing all your players, you know. And I was talking to a player the other day, and we were talking about stuff, and she said, well, let me count that player. She started counting, and she leaves tracks. And I said, here's how I identify them. And I started at the lowest number and went all the way to the highest number. And I named them in order. She said, how do you remember them all like that? I don't know all of them numbers. I just knew, you know, and that, that's just how I remember. That's how if I'm, if I'm doing like a roll call in my head or, or whatever, that's how I do it. I start on my fingers with the lowest number player in order all the way up to the highest number player. Uh, and, and I know them all. And I know what it takes to get every inch out of every single one of them. And that's part of the battle right there. I think if you figure that out, you want a lot of the battle. Um, you know, I hear some of these girls tell me, well, the way you say things is different from the way another coach might say, when say and I think that they're in the process of, of learning how to handle uh, these girls and learning what it really takes to um, – Get them ready to play and what you can say to them, what you can't say to them, the way you approach them, the way you don't. Uh, sometimes you bite your tongue when you really don't want to. You have to understand who's who's there. Um all that stuff comes into play. And that's the stuff we have to learn. And I think the more you learn that, the better off you're going to be. And learning these players right there, that's the main thing first, foremost main thing you have to do. So uh, thanks for the questions. Let's see. i got one more here. Let's see. Oh, it's from Mandy. Oh, thanks, Mandy, for listening and sending us in a question. It says, do you think that the mental – Resilience of players is something important that is gained from scrimmages. Right. Resilience, I guess that is. Um, versus, let's see, in players, yeah, in players, important that is gain and experience. Yeah, I, I really, I really do. There's, um, you know. This is the same thing I'm thinking about. You know the importance of of what this meant to you, and the you know what you're taking from it. And I know um, how how valuable these two were to you by by what you told me um, of how things have already turned out versus the, all the the whole year you played last year. So to, to that to me alone is is worth everything. Um what you learn, you know, what you're you know, just just like me and you talked another day about how to do different things. What you're gonna do, what I you know, want you to do, what you can communicate to do. You know, that's one thing I, I think, um a lot of a lot of coaches wanna to put too much hands on influence on on these players. Um I mean like the team we scrimmage, they they blitzed the whole game, which hey I'm glad they did. It was great. We needed to work. Don't get me wrong. Uh the coach called I mean just about every single defensive call. And I very seldom call any Defense calls. I've got my defense set up uh, the way I want them. They understand what they don't understand. We talk about. Uh, I leave. I can't. I can't see from the sideline everything I need to see on that field. I'm relying on those girls to, with what I've taught them, invested in them, to to see things the way they see it. I can't see it all. And make those decisions. Uh we go over who who needs to cover who. Um, we don't we don't do a whole lot have, have a whole lot of blitz back in, special things like that. But I you know, I get with these players and, and I say, hey, here's what you can do. Work the system. Get with this player. Work the system. I give you I pretty much give these girls free reign to to play defense and pretty much offense, too. I mean, we, we just call the play. I mean, uh, you know, there's so much of uh, these teams that just want to control every single thing they do. And I think it gets them in trouble a lot of times because these coaches can't see from the sideline everything that's going on like these girls can. And, uh, you know, why Why wouldn't you? I mean, if you're coaching them and you're trusting them to put them out there, other than, um, you know, offensively, I'm not a fan of, of them calling their own plays, but when I'm talking about defensively, they can see situations happen. That's why you have people in places that have knowledge to help out while they're out there. Because we don't have, uh, my team personally, we don't have headsets. We don't have coaches up in the booth. We don't have eight coaches. We don't have a, a, a family we can put right there on the computer and all that stuff like these others do. We're doing it old style. <clears throat> We're on the sidelines um, coaching. Yeah, we see stuff. <clears throat> I holler in, we pass it along. we try to get ourselves in the right position. But if you start, and I seen this the other day when we scrimmaged them, that they started every single blitz package they were doing. It was a phone before we picked up on it. And when you pick up on it, or when he was on the sideline calling out his offensive plays, we picked up on. Now, I'm talking about we as coaches and my players started picking up on. I had girls that have been playing for me this their second year. Even her, she started seeing things for the first time coming right at her. That's, that's what I've been wanting. That's what's important for these scrimmages. She was learning things on her own without me having to say a word. Um, so, I do think that um uh, having the resilience to to uh, be a better player from these scrimmages is a is a great thing. And like I said, if this is if it's the Mandy I think it is, then we uh um, and we talk that we we're using it Using it to build on and to help you out even more. So that's that's what is important, people for these these scrimmages. When I see a when I see a player that I've been talking to for going on two years, wanting to under trying to get them to understand because we need them to understand. And all of a sudden, in game we're in this scrimmage game, and I hear her start barking out things because she's seeing it. If if that if those families don't happen, she never has that knowledge. She might get it game. I'm not saying that, but it might be a game or two away. But now she's already that much further ahead. She was learning. She was seeing things on herself. And that's part of what I'm telling you is sometimes they have to just see it on their own. You can put them in all the right places and things you want until they figure it out themselves. There's nothing you can do, and when they figured out like that, man, I just hey, it was it was great for me. I just couldn't believe it. You know, something I've been thinking all along that you know some of this stuff like I say, I think is so simple. It just comes naturally to me, and natural to me, and I take for granted. And it takes a long time for these girls to see it, but when the light comes on it comes on, they start making the play that they didn't make last year, maybe not make the tackle, but made the play. Somebody else made the tackle, she made the play. It don't go down the stats. Like I said, I care less who makes the play. I care less. She made the play, somebody else made the tackle. She don't make the play, they might score. Somebody might not get there to make the tackle. So, we're learning, and that's what those are is tools to learn with and uh i really I really wish everybody would uh, think about it, feel the same way as us, and especially these teams that are really close to us that uh we could use to to help each other uh not just one but help each other so um, i'm uh Maybe one day. That's all I can say Uh, is maybe one day. Uh, Again, the USWFL is uh, kicking off the inaugural season with the kickoff classic to be held in Bristol, Tennessee, here in the Tri-Cities area, March 31st. We'll have four games that day, eight teams, all good matchups. should be a great day. For football. Not just uh women's football but football in general. Um, uh, we got some really, really good teams coming. Uh, I'm excited about it. It's about a little over three weeks away. Um I don't know if we're ready to play but we're gonna be we're excited to, to be able to play. So uh anybody that's listening uh wants to know any more about that. You can uh, find us on our website, stuff, Facebook pages, and, and all that stuff where these girls post everywhere. They're all excited about it, too. So, um, you know, look look yourself. It's going to be a great day. Um, I want to thank DC Hawks for uh, Sports Network for giving us this opportunity to talk about women's football and, uh, um, you know, to trying to keep the sport alive, trying to keep uh, gaining uh, seriousness about it. Uh, That's why we do it. That's why I do it, um, is is for the sport, you know. Uh, I wish everybody would see the importance of it and uh, like myself. So, I do want to thank her for her. Uh, I wouldn't be doing it, and uh, I know there's a couple other shows that probably do it, but um, I don't know that they do it to the extent we do. Maybe they do but I don't know. Um, but we sure we sure enjoy it. So, uh, next week we'll have the Dallas league and some of the players on there. So, uh will uh, be a good week then. Um, so, we'll uh, see you next Tuesday, I guess. Thank you, Mike, for listening.